Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a Welcome to the Dork Forest. It's Jackie Cation. It's December. Remember, December means that you should be donating to some local food bank or just helping folk out. You don't need to donate to the Dork Forest this month. You could do both if you want. You can go to the JackieCation.com and use the Amazon banner if you're ordering something for some sort of holiday. There's an Amazon banner where we all order from Amazon. And you can order merch from JackieCation.com. I happen to have in stock at least one of each size of the hooded sweatshirt for some reason. Then we have Dork Forest t-shirts and Ranger t-shirts and CDs, of course. This month I am going to be recording my new CD and DVD in Minneapolis at the Acme Comedy Company, December 26th, 27th, and 28th. And you can come to that if you so desire. The credits, let's just do them. Mike Rickberg sang that song. You heard he composed it and he sang it with, uh, Sarah Cohen. He's going to sing the Mexican hat dance at the end. Patrick will fix this audio. Patrick Brady. He also does the teaser clips on the YouTube page, youtube.com slash the dork forest and Vilmos. He fixes the website. So there's apps, there's merch, there's all kinds of exciting things happening and it's December. So I hope that you are having a lovely, lovely kind of a sane holiday with you and yours. Enjoy this dork forest. It's a good one. Thanks. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. I'm sitting in my hotel room because I'm doing Acme this week with Maria. And uh, I'm with Brandy Brown, who's wanted to be on the show. And we've known, we've, we've both known that we are nerds. And you are wearing a dork for a sweatshirt. Yes, I decided to wear the dorkiest thing I could wear, which is a Dork Forest sweatshirt to the Dork Forest podcast. That's it. You were a proud owner of the Dork Forest. You were a ranger of the Dork Forest. Yes. And um, you're a stand-up comic here in Minneapolis. Correct. That's right. You have um, uh, your own podcast yes. called uh, Brandy and Bill. Talk about exploitation. Talk about exploitation. And is it just the movies of exploitation? Um, I don't watch a lot of movies. So my friend Bill, who's white and about 10 years older than me, was like, we need to do a podcast. And so we watched the movie separately. I think the next one we're going to do is tomorrow together. And then we just talk about them. Like, we oh. summarize them, and See, then... It's an assignment. Yeah. You were, you were assigned a, a movie from the 70s most of the time? Yeah, or? and it's on, if it's on Netflix or uh, Amazon you, Prime. It all happens. Yeah, and then it's just me being like, what is this? Like, <laughs> why is this happening? Excellent. What's the, what's, so it's on iTunes? Uh, yes. Okay, so, uh, and it's relatively new. Yes, so, we have um, three episodes. There you go. The, that's, you get in on the ground floor. Yeah, people. we have a website, uh, blackexploitationpodcast.com. There you go. Well, yeah. well played. And then you also have a blog that you started in college called, about procrastination. Yeah, it's, it's just called houseofprocrastination.org. Uh, .org. Nonprofit. Nonprofit. And it's, I blog about all sorts of stuff. I read Justin Bieber's memoir. Um, oh. And yes, yeah, spoiler alert, it ends when he does not get his permit. Uh, his permit? His license. Like, he wrote it when he was, like, 16, and I literally was just going to read it. I checked it out from the library, and I, <laughs> I was going to send quotes to my friend, but there were so many great quotes that I just wrote, like, a series of posts where I just, like, yeah. totally went in depth on it. So Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, the fact that he's got a memoir, and he's, what, 19 or 20? Oh, it was written when he was 16. Yeah. And that's... It, it's pretty funny. There's an atta- He's obsessed with Beyonce. There's an entire page where it's just in different fonts. It just says, I like girls, 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 girls. That's an entire page. 
That's a whole page. That's a whole page. Do you think he might like boys? Um, he really likes Beyonce a lot. Okay. So I don't know. That doesn't, obviously a lot of people who like, a lot of boys who like boys really like Beyonce a lot. Right. But, but, uh, and he's also 16, so he might just like girls. A lot. Like he a talks, lot. he's like, I'm 12, I have raging hormones. Like he admits it. Like, right. That, like, and and he know. has been told, no doubt, because he, all he does is hang around with 45 year olds who are like, dude, you're in your prime. There's you a gotta whole, go get some. Yeah, there's an entire chapter, entire post I wrote, because I divided it up into like his background and his, like, it's called <laughs> celebrity people problems. And it's just about like all the celebrities he talks about hanging out with. Okay. And about like Usher. And, uh, I think I wrote something about, uh, I, I was like, how did they join forces? And like, Usher was like, I need to bring, like, how do I bring this white kid from Canada to like this Southern black guy? Yeah. And I was like, we need something that would bring us together, like a peach poutine, but like a cobbler. It's, like, it's, it's yeah. ridiculous. It's an amazing. That is book. hilarious. So you have many dorkdoms. We have so dis- many. we have discussed them, and uh, you're like, there are three I want to talk about, and none of them were anyone anyone else talked about. So let's get into the first one. You enjoy uh, the Supreme Court of the United States. Yes. Um, what do you what now? What do you know historically about the Supreme Court? Well. Here's the thing. I was a political science major in college. Me too. Yeah, but like I'm obsessed with their personalities. Like they're just Did you do domestic poli sci? Um I was I did all three at some I did theory and then I was American politics and then I settled on international relations just cuz I Well, that's had right. You did international cuz um you know all the basics were were like American politics. Yeah, I took and, two and constitutional theory. studies courses. Okay, like, I did all Southeast Asia, so yeah. I don't have uh, I have almost no information about uh, the United States. And I generally, you know, I like I that was okay, but I didn't have like I wasn't really that interested in the laws. Like Dred Scott, that was a terrible decision. Like that was all I, right. you know, uh, Bush v. Gore. But like I read Jeffrey Tubin's book, The Nine. The Nine, was, yeah, okay. and it was about the Supreme Court. Like at the time, it, like Rehnquist had died, I think, and he got to spend a lot of time with them. And I was like, these people are insane, right? Because they're kind of like Hollywood, like A list actors, where like they're unchecked and like they can do whatever they want, right? They're appointed for life, yeah, and they're all like, and they they're really really smart but also just really really weird uh right well i mean i'm supposed to get the job yeah right you think about you're a lawyer and has everyone is everyone a lawyer um yeah they pretty much even i wonder if in the beginning they were oh well there were some who weren't they were just because technically on the supreme court anyone can be appointed and i wrote a fringe festival show two years ago about the supreme court because I, I basically was what like... What was that called? Uh, it was called SCOTUS, okay. <laughs> Supreme Court of the United <laughs> States. And the premise of that was um, there was a... like a, Because the Supreme Court is also really bad with technology, but they have a lot of tech cases. Okay. Um, so... Because oh, they're all 100. Yeah, and there are some great quotes, like... Uh, like for example, this is an, this was a Wall Street Journal article. Um, there was a text messaging case, because I guess somebody was texting using their work phone. Ah. And the questions mm. they were asking, like, one of them was like, what if two people send a text to each other at the same time? What happens? And they're like, can you print out text messages? Like, insane questions where you're like, oh, my God, these people are, are deciding important things. Right. They right. don't understand how well, this works. Right. But the thing is, is that you say that, but I didn't, I, when you said, can you print out text messages, it, it took me a second to go, yeah, you can, you'd have to hook it up to a computer, but of course you could. And, but it, so it took me a second, but... Uh, how much more 
with uh, and how fast the technology yeah. is moving. It is crazy. So what do they, they have to get like tech advisors? Um, like I guess their clerks do it because the clerks end up you know doing a lot of their research. <laughs> right, because to clerk at the Supreme Court. Yeah, and you're like probably doesn't pay very well, but is a high profile. Yeah, gig and well, and... all the people who go to clerk at Supreme Court go on. They get bonuses when they sign with firms when they leave. Oh, that's so it. they get a ton of money when they go to private sector. And I oh, knew like that I makes knew someone. Sense. Because like, those are some connections, yeah. man. Like, there are people who went to, like, McKenzie and stuff before then they went to the Supreme Court to clerk. But uh, the play I wrote was there was a 28-year-old girl who was, like, like a Stanford grad. Mm-hmm. And she um, she worked in for uh, Farmville in Farmville Mergers and Acquisitions. Okay. And Not so the she, video game on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. The video game on Facebook. So... The, the Facebook video game Farmville and... This is the, this is the play. The, the play. There so there's I'm, a... Pretend, so back. she basically worked at a white <laughs> sneaker law firm in Silicon Valley where they handled high-profile mergers and acquisitions in Farmville. Okay. And uh, she, like, her... The president's daughter is like her roommate in college, and they're like, we need a Supreme Court justice, and uh, this, the Congress is just completely like dysfunctional, um, so they're just like, whoever, just get someone, we'll approve them, because they're on filibuster break. Okay, um, now, so, now it's a documentary. Yeah. Okay. So, well, this is all just the background, but it's not really in the play. Uh, so she gets a point, so this 28-year-old who's just like really optimistic, it's more an allegory about Obama, but she's like, I can change it all, I'm going to go in there, I'm going to allow cameras in the Supreme Court, which is a really contentious <laughs> issue. Oh, because um, there are no cameras in the Supreme Court? There are no cameras, they just allowed audio. And so, oh. so she. That's wrote, interesting. Is yeah. there is there a court reporter? Uh, yeah. I mean, they they release the transcripts, right? But, but like, they, they can strike things from the transcript, and they can redact things. I'm sure. Well, I mean, they they don't they because don't. it's public. You could publicly just go watch the the oral arguments, but they won't. Like, it's literally there's no good reason. Um, Basically, like the newer justices are like, yeah, we, yeah, why not? I mean, you could do it at the federal level, right? And so we, they've, they've grown up in this system of yeah, always but like being now recorded. the current, the current, like the older justices are like, no tradition, no, like they're really just like they just don't want it, right? Like, if it, well, if they didn't, if they haven't been recorded their entire lives, why would they want to be? Yeah. Yeah, but the newer ones are like, no, I've been recording like, my entire cares? life. Who cares? Um, Nobody's listening. Yeah, they're just to like, this, you know, like you. we want our privacy, but like everybody knows who they are. It's yeah. just. There's like there was an a case called the Sunlight Law or like a law that I forgot I think Orrin Hatch maybe but like a bunch of congressional people are just like no why not like and so uh, this law would give the chief justice in real life the law was going to give the chief justice discretion over like yeah we'll allow cameras in like for example for Prop Eight. Yeah. After the oral arguments, I think one of their arguments that's kind of valid is, oh, it'll turn into celebrity stuff like the, the right. advocates would, you know, but like for the reading of the decisions, there's no point to not having cameras in there. Right. Uh, but that law just somehow d- didn't, you know. It didn't, it did never catch up. It didn't ever catch up. So in this thing, uh, this law has passed in my play. And so she's going to go and she's going to have cameras. And I had a cast of four people, four justices, a clerk, and um, two NPR people, except the NPR thing was called National Elitist Radio. Excellent, because they are. Yeah, and uh, their their uh, motto was because we're a little bit better than you. Yes. <laughs> and one of the uh, one of the NP- NER people was uh, Kate Urquhart, who passed away, mm-hmm. um, and Greg Belts, who was on their podcast too. And then, so um, 
they were kind of the Greek chorus of this. Okay. So she comes to the Supreme Court. She brings her clerk, which is like her best friend from law school. Mm-hmm. And the four justices are one of them just wants to act and just wants. He was like a really good actor at Yale, but like <laughs> he ended up in law school and he's like, I don't even really want to do this. Right. And, and so, so he's, he's psyched about yeah, the cameras. He's, like he's really psyched. He really wants it. Um, and you know, he's always on the phone with his agent who's just a book agent, but he's like, can, can you get me on animal court? How about law and order? Like anything? <laughs> they're like, no, just write your memoir. Um, one of them is a justice who, uh, is a strict constitutionalist, um, to the point that like, she's really obsessed with like, like how the founding fathers did everything. Like she homebrews her own beers in the style <laughs> of the founding fathers, like whatever they did. <laughs> And she also will twist anything about to be about like the founding father. So at one point, the the chief justice, who's this twenty eight year old, is like, "You're a woman. Like the Supreme Court didn't care about you. You know, the founding fathers didn't right. care about you." And she was like, "You are not a white land owning man." Yeah, and she was like, "I don't think you understand. We the people just meant like me and my friends." Like so she right. you know, so she was just like, "It's really not about gender or anything. It's about." do I want my friends to be equal? And she's like, and I do. (laughs) Right. um, And then there's one justice who always speaks in sports metaphors, which is something that Justice Roberts really does. Like, he's always just using them a lot. Is he running the ball somewhere? Yeah, like that kind of stuff. Like, oh, you know, like we got to be a team. It's like a lot. But this justice is obsessed with sports and also hates Wisconsin. Um, And... uh, does he hate the state or does he hate just the sporting everything the sporting, about Wisconsin, um, just the, sporting the state events. of Wisconsin? All right. And then the final justice, um, you know, and then you have like the chief justice who's basically, I modeled her off like the kind of like optimism of Obama, but also like a 28 year old, just like sex in the city, uh, type. Like, oh, so I'm going to go there. There's been casting of the, of the Supreme Court in your play yeah. of everyone's in their late twenties. Um, no, the rest of the cast is like, you know, they're supposed to be just regular justices. No, no, but the whole justices are, uh, but, but everyone you said was 28 years old. No, just the chief justice. Okay. So the but, chief oh, justice. I, so the other, okay. So they're I thought, all like older. I misunderstood. Yeah, I'm sorry. that's okay. Uh, it's kind of convoluted. Um, and so the crazy thing about when I was writing this is I'm really, I'm one of those people who's obsessed with stuff being factually correct. Amen. And Thank so, God. so. I uh, would email my friends who were attorneys and, like, professors, <laughs> and I figured out that you only need, technically, there's no minimum for how many people can be on the Supreme, or no maximum, but there is a minimum. You need at least six people, six justices to have quorum. Okay. Uh, so, basically, how I got dealt with the other two is that I just had them say at some point that the justices really didn't care, and it was a dysfunctional court, so nobody, you can't. Like, ever get rid of people. So you went with four. Yeah, and the case that they're hearing, so you've got, like, the plot line of allowing cameras in the court, and two of them really want it. You know, one of them kind of really doesn't want the strict constructionist. The sports ones doesn't want it because of the purity of the game. And the chief justice is going to, like, choose it because it ultimately comes down to her. Whatever she wants is going to happen. But then the constitutional it was like, I'll quit. And so that's going on. But the case they're hearing is a case where Wisconsin decides to repeal the law of gravity. Um, oh. because they wanted to attract aerospace, like testing to their state. And therefore, if you repeal gravity. And so I had to email like serious attorneys and be like, Hey, do you have issues with Wisconsin? Is that why? Uh, yeah, I'm Minnesotan. So of course I have a lot. Do you realize of most of Wisconsin doesn't care about Minnesota? Yeah, but, but you care about Wisconsin. It's no, it's not. It's, it's, it's really just one of those things where I just like to, you know, like, Poke the bear sometimes. Right, right. No, no, I, I, I've met people who, who don't like Illinois a lot. And you're yeah. like, 
what are you? Okay, no, it's the same. T- like I yeah, just but like nobody's to ever. Yeah, like, nobody's yeah. ever. <laughs> no, no. It, but it, but yeah. okay. Yeah. So so Wisconsin's the the bad guy. Yeah. Go for it. And yeah. I feel like there was a lot of stuff going on with Wisconsin with Scott Walker and, and that's Michelle why Bachman. I chose it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and so there's. Oh, like, that one. She's here. Yeah, she's Bachman's here. here? Is, I thought she was in Wisconsin. No, she's too. she's. We'd like to trade her to Wisconsin. But sure. She's here. You have your own assholes. Yeah. Uh, Wisconsin has its own assholes. Florida has the rest of the. Yeah, assholes. and there's actually like a Michelle Bachman like reference but not directly to her because i didn't want to make the play political like in the current political context because i was like i don't want people just being like i don't like this it's too you know and everyone liked it except the star tribune they were just like we hate this because it's not enough jokes about like you know real politics oh weird um but anyway i had to email prof- like sci- like constitutional professors and like attorneys i'm like how can you technically repeal the law like what would be the constitutional argument and they were just like, we don't know what you're doing, but we're going to go with you have a reason for asking. And they would write, like, serious responses back. Which is awesome. Yeah, and they're like, well, you could say, like, under equal protection, you could do this. Or you could go with, like, the the law, the way it, like, was implemented wasn't. You're talking about gravity? Yeah, okay. like, repealing gravity. How would you challenge? How could right, this right. ever be challenged in the Supreme right, Court? Right. So, um, so I did that. And then, um, yeah, it was it was a fun show. But, like. To explain more things, I would have the NPR, the NER people kind of be like the Greek chorus. For example, like on NPR, whenever there used to be, before the audio was released, Nina Totenberg would just read back and forth the transcript. So she'd be like, Justice, you know, Justice Rehnquist, da-da-da. And she's like... Yeah, this guy said that. Yeah. So this is what got you into the the interest in the Supreme Court. Well, that was way after it. Um what started, like, what even led to the play is that I read Jeffrey Tubin's The Nine. Right. And I said to one of my friends from college, I was like, and she's she's in law school at the time, I was like, yeah, they should totally, like, make a show about the Supreme Court because they're all insane. But given the political climate, this would never work. And this was like, you know, wait. Yeah. And, uh, That's my Bush couldn't even survive yeah. at 11. <laughs> and, you know, I was like, West Wing now could never work. Yeah, well, except for that it does work, because it's Sorkin just rehashing his own stuff in other shows. Yeah, in the newsroom. It's, yeah, it's the same It's the same show. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. But like, it's still happening. It's, it's still okay. happening, but, like, the same, like, people would be like, no, too much politics, or, like, you know. I, okay, I know what you're saying. Yeah, okay. they, it wouldn't, it would probably, like, on HBO, but also the Supreme Court is so mysterious, like, it's not interesting enough, like, the presidency. Yeah, no no one would care about, yeah. no one wants to watch nine old people argue. Yeah, so the, Did you ever read Tina Fey's book? Yeah. Because there's that one point where she says, you know, I'm really, I'm really happy that everyone likes 30 Rock, but we were trying to make home improvement. Yeah. We weren't trying to make a hipster, uh, cool thing. We were trying to make friends, you guys. Yeah. We're really sorry. (laughs) And so... Uh, we would just sit there and we would think of like people we wanted to cast. We just had this running joke. Yeah, yeah. And then someone's like, you should write this for the Friends Festival. And I was like, and, uh... It happened, but, like, I'm still really obsessed with the Supreme Court because, like I said, they are so insane. Like, the the workings of it, uh, that's all. Like, the, the structural and, like, how people are appointed and, like, how, you know, the law would well, actually happen. Explain that. Because I don't... Here's the thing is uh, all I see are the hearings, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, the hearings are pretty much a grandstanding thing. Because- I'm still attached. Yeah. Hello. Hi, I'm going to get my soda because that's what I do. I leave in the middle of the show, every show. I like to get up and walk over and find my soda or my coffee. It's a reoccurring gag. That's it. Um, that's my ice. I mean, they have the appointments, but right now they're, they're of no, like, use. Like, I think there was, you know, 
it's just the justice will be like, oh, I will choose, you know, I'll be fair. And they're like, all right. And it's just like, you know, since the Bork hearing where they were like, you're crazy. Like, I don't know what that is. What is um, that? Like, uh, Reagan appointed in 1986, I believe, someone to the Supreme Court. And he uh, was rejected. Like, he did not get on the court. Okay. But, like, since then, it's pretty much just a rubber stamping. I mean, it, they, technically they could oppose people, but, like, they I wonder, don't. I wonder historically how many people have been denied. I really feel like I should know that. Oh, I know what else happened. Then there was when uh, George W. Bush tried to appoint, like, his lawyer. Right. And she was, and everyone, like, you could tell that they were just like, this is a terrible idea, which you knew it was a terrible idea when the Democrats were like, yes, we will completely approve her. Because it turns out, A, she went to, like, Southern Methodist University, which doesn't even, I mean, it shouldn't really matter necessarily, but there's this whole, like, that's not that good a law school. And, um, but more importantly, she's pretty, like, liberal-leaning. It indicates, like, a lot of stuff indicates that. Uh, and the, the Democrats were like, yeah, sure, we'll we'll take this. Um, so did he withdraw? He withdrew her and then Alito, or Roberts, one of them. Right. Um but, like, yeah, so... What was the nine about? The nine was just about... Was it a history of the of the No, court it was the or current court. The current court talking about who was on it and what their politics were like or he, what their... He got to, like, hang out with them and, like, interview them and, like, get to know them. And it was about, like, their lives a lot. Just the life of the Supreme Court. Um, so, like, you'd find out crazy stuff. Like, Justice, like Chief Justice Rehnquist one day showed up on the court with his robe, and he had, like, three stripes on it. And they were just like, why do you have stripes in your robe? And he's like, oh, I saw, it was like, maybe it was like HMS Pinafore or something. He was just like, that looked cool. And they were like, okay. Like, the other justices are like, are you serious? He's like, yeah. And so he decorated his robe from like they yeah because he loved to give him hashtags to for look like, cool for like he thought it was like a sergeant thing where yeah he just like looked cool he years? thought it was cool he saw it in a play and it looked cool and he wanted to do so, that. somebody had judges robes with hashtags hash marks on it and he was like let's do this yeah like a captain on a ship in a play and they're all that's so not, not even a judge robe it was no, a captain of a ship it was like, yeah it was like HMS Pinafore or some play I don't remember the he's musical. in a play. Where somebody was wearing a uniform, yeah, he and he said, cool. "I'm gonna put it hash cool. marks." I'm the captain of this ship. I want to do that. Yeah, he did that. And the other justices, <laughs> the other justices were literally like, "What the hell are you doing?" And then like they're uh, like, and Scalia and Ginsburg are on like politically opposite ends, but they're like best friends and they love opera, so they'll go and be extras in like the Metropolitan Opera or like. In real life. Like, yeah. Like, they'll, they'll, go, there's, there's they'll be video. in the background of operas. They do opera. Because they love opera. They love opera. They love opera so much. Could they be more the 1%? And, and Louis Lee loves opera, but <laughs> he's the only person I've known in real life who's like, you know what I love? Opera. I know a lot of people who love opera who are just pretty, like, I know pretty Walking middle class people. people yeah. who love opera. Yeah. I love classical music, but I don't really like opera. I like I have my favorites of opera. I love marching bands, but I don't have a lot of like I couldn't name I love current Carmen, marching bands, for example. Or I love a couple operas. I love some songs from operas, yeah, but like, but I couldn't sit through an yeah. entire and people. I've tried to have an opera dork on before, and it has not taken. Uh, I'm looking for that and a tropical fish dork. I can um, get you both of those. Well, uh, <laughs> well, it'll all work yeah. out. Um, but like, yeah, I, I they love opera and. Uh, this was it was written before Sotomayor was appointed and Kagan was appointed. But like Sotomayor is right now my favorite justice. I love Ginsburg and I love Sotomayor. Uh, Sotomayor is the first justice to be on Sesame Street. 
Oh, right. Yeah. Right? And her Sesame Street was amazing. So she, she did two sketches. And I think Sesame Street, outside of Key and Peele, is the best sketch show okay. on television. Um, uh, you heard it here first, yeah, people. Yeah, it is outstanding. But like, Excellent. I'm, I'm, well, you've made me want to go see it now. Yeah. And it's, can, I wonder if there's a YouTube page dedicated entirely to the sketches of Sesame Street. They do. Sesame Street has one. They did, okay. a, they did a Homeland parody called Homeland, and it was great. Oh, my God. <laughs> they did a Mad Men par- Like, Sesame Street's YouTube page is amazing. Okay. Yeah, so you got you got to hit that up. Um, but, like, so on this... The first sketch, she's talking to Abby, who's a monster, and she's like, I want to be a princess. And she's like, and like, she was like, what What career do you want? She's like, a princess. And Justice Sotomayor is like, that's not a career. Like, she basically told the, like this little kid, she's like, that's not a real job. That isn't a real she job. Like, and we, uh, we don't live in a monarchy. Yeah, she was like, that's great. You want to dream, but like, maybe you should get a real job, like a doctor or a lawyer or right. like a, a judge like me. And then the monster's kind of like sad. And she's like, yeah, I want to be a judge like you. <laughs> and I want to be a princess. Did she not mention the fact that we don't live in a monarchy? <laughs> she's just like, that's not a thing. Okay. Like, and she's like, that's absurd. And it's just like, real talk. That's crazy. And then the second sketch she did is that uh, Justice Sotomayor is having tea with Maria, who still lives on Sesame Street. (laughs) And uh, who who likes to move? Nobody. Nobody Nobody likes to move. She's just like, look, the tax, no taxes. (laughs) It's like if we left, there would be no adults here. It's problematic. Like, (laughs) right? They can't run themselves. Yeah. So she's having tea in the street, and they're just like talking. And uh, all of a sudden, Baby Bear. And uh, Goldilocks show up, and Baby Bear's like, hey, uh, sorry to bother you, but I heard you're a judge. And Maria's like, basically, get out of here, we're talking. And Justice Sotomayor's like, no, this is my thing, like, I want to do this. Oh, my and God. And so she, like, has this thing with, like, Baby Bear, like, what happened? She's like, well, she broke my chair, and da, da, da. And you're like, well, you guys come to a compromise. And, like, it's weird, because if this were a real case, she'd be like, you owe the bear for damages, and I emailed it to my friend who's in law, like is a lawyer now, clerking. She's like, this is absurd. There are winners and losers in the law, and she needs to teach kids that. And I was just like, but it's so funny that it's just like the justice. Of, she has like, she's wearing That's her so robe. Great. And, you know. No hashtags. <laughs> no hashtags. Or hashtags. She has a doily. I don't know why I keep saying hashtags. Yeah, I was hashtag. like, it's not a Twitter it's a Twitter robe. There was a, I saw a YouTube video with a with a new entertainment, uh, the new entertainment liaison. It was a sketch for um, I.O. West improv. It was an improv group, and uh, his name is Lil Hashtag, and Lil Hashtag raps about uh, entertainment um, <laughs> news, all in hashtags. Oh, like he'll talk about Beyonce, and then he'll go hashtag not cool or whatever. You know, Mariah Carey released a song that had hashtag in the title. Like wow, yeah, there that's a thing now. Right, and at midnight, of course, yeah. is a TV show that has the at symbol in it. Yeah, uh, and that happens to be their Twitter handle. Yeah, so but like, so that's awesome that she was on Sesame yeah, Street. Yeah, but the because I guess they tried to get Ginsburg, and Ginsburg was like, nope, because she's definitely not on board with cameras either. Right, and she was like, I don't want to do it. But like, I love Ginsburg because Ginsburg is so angry on the bench when she reads her dissents. Because normally when they read it, they don't read the dissent. But, like, sometimes you do if it's, like, that important a case. Right. And she will go off on a case sometimes. Like, she'll just be like, no. <laughs> this is not cool this that is, this yes. like, that got passed like, or whatever. You know, Ledbetter, uh, when they ruled that the, I think it was Goodyear Tire, basically, it was a sex discrimination case. And the Supreme Court ruled that you have 180 days from the time the initial incident goes down to, like, file. 
Which is absurd. It's an absurd, like, short amount of time because you don't find out a lot of, like, discrimination yeah, yeah. stuff happens until way after the fact. Right. You have four yeah. months? Yeah, you basically have, like, four or six months or something. It was a ruling that... What's 30 into uh, yeah, 180? Yeah, yeah. I'll be over here. Uh, it's six, <laughs> six months, months, Jackie. Okay, there we um, go. But, like, it was one of those crazy things where it was such a bad decision that, like, when Obama got into office, they basically passed a law that... Oh, to over, make that To not. make it... Yeah. Go, like to redo the Supreme Court. It was that bad a ruling. I'd say it's one of the worst rulings of the Supreme Court. Uh, obviously, Bush v. Gore in recent memory. Um, J- uh, Dred Scott <laughs> was terrible. Dred Scott, that, was an ori- that was one of the original yeah, terrible Plessy decisions. Plessy v. Ferguson. What was Plessy v. Ferguson? Uh, s- separate but equals, okay. Oh, right, right, um, okay. But, like, the great thing about Dred Scott is I just learned that in Minnesota there is a mini golf course called the Dred Scott Miniature Golf Course. Hilarious in Bloomington, Minnesota. Fantastic. Which makes me in wish Bloomington. Yeah, which makes me like wonder. What's the logo? I don't know. Yeah, but like I just want more terrible Supreme Court like mini golf courses. Right. Like Plessy I mean, it's versus a hell of Ferguson. A, putt a, putt. You know that one of the sponsors of the Dork Forest was the Society of the Spectacle, where I got my glasses over in Eagle Rock. And uh, there's an, here's an extra ad for them. But the thing is, is it's named after uh, a communist treatise written in French in 1967 called the Society of the Spectacle, and they've named their glass eyeglass store after that treatise. And you're like, what's happening? It's like, do they have like only one kind of frame there? <laughs> yeah, people stand in line waiting for it. They're government frames, and they're free. And uh, I don't know if you ever... My brother got welfare frames <laughs> when we were To each according kids. to their eyesight. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, so what are your... Um, what, what, so those are uh, some of the worst cases that you know of? Uh, what are I, some of your favorite cases? I mean, uh, they're... I don't even know, you know... You got two favorite judge, justices... Yeah, I think and you got two favorite you got a and you got three favorite uh three least favorite uh cases. Well, I'm trying to think of my favorite obviously when they allowed they repealed, you know, DOMA. That was huge. Right. Um that just happened. Yeah, that, that just happened. One. Um you know, obviously Brown versus the Board of Education. I have a funny story about that. Um my family <laughs> it's true that my family like lived in Kansas for a while. I have a lot of family in Topeka, but my mom and my grandma are all from Minnesota. Such a braggart. Yeah. I thought for a long time that my mom may have been the Brown in Brown versus the Board of Education and then, your last name yeah, was Brown. And she was like, I was way too young to be that. And my mom's like, No, that wasn't No, I wasn't that Brown. We were not related to that Brown. It was Brown. In Topeka. And I was like it was in Topeka. Your last name is Brown. My last name is Brown. Let's do this. Yeah. Nope. She was like, nope, that wasn't me. And I was like, hmm. So, uh, we could have been famous. Yeah. So that that was, you know, that's huge. Um, yeah. It's just. What other. Uh, now, here's the thing about the sketches. I'm seriously looking up the Sesame Street yeah, sketches Yeah, it's the now. best. It's what, uh, they have a Mad Men one. They do. What, so, they did Sons of Anarchy, except it was called Sons of Poetry. Oh, my God. <laughs> What was the Mad Men one? Oh, did they I do forgot. a Breaking Bad one? Uh, not yet, but I feel like they would. Like it, they did a it's Law and Order drugs. special letters unit. Special letters. They took the most rapey of the Law and oh Orders. Oh my god! I and they, hate special victims. Unit. Yeah, but it was great because the letter M was missing, and so and dun, the dun, characters, dun. the characters all looked they were like a munch, and there was like the uh, Kragen, <laughs> and so they were trying to find the letter M. And the, like they'd bring in like a cow and they'd be like moo 
and they're like, that's not an M. And they bring in something else. And then all of a sudden, the letter M wanders into the police station, but it's wearing a mustache. And it's like, ah, you know, like, they're like, what are you doing here? And someone's like, that's an M. And he's like, ah, you got me. And then, but they never explain why they're looking for it. Right, like, they might just want to question it. Yeah, and also, it was like, they just arrest it. I was like, first of all, the ACLU, which is four letters. They should be in this sketch. Right. And, oh, that'd be so awesome. And I think I wrote a post about that. And there's another one where it's like, um, they used to have, like, uh, Masterpiece Theater, but it was, like, hosted by Cookie Monster, and there's a tre- Twin Peaks one on there. I think I saw one of the Masterpiece Theaters, just because that's Monster been around. Masterpiece Theater, yeah. yeah. And, I have, and that one's been so long, because I haven't watched Sesame Street in years. Yeah. Uh, clearly an error on my part yeah, that I am not so watching great. enough Sesame like Street. Like, their, their Homeland sketch was just insane, because they were just trying to find, like, this missing wolf who was, uh... You know, it was it was Nick Baha Rody, and so like every time they'd be like, <laughs> and so like Saul, like the Saul lamb would be like Gary, <laughs> and then she would, and so like all of a sudden like the big bad wolf who's Nick Brody comes in, in like a sheep costume. She's like, what big eyes you have? And she's like falling in love with him, and and, and then one person's like, I don't know, and she was like, but that seems suspicious. But then like they catch him, and he turns out to be the wolf, and he runs out, and Carrie's like. Oh no, come back. I love you. And they were just like, but we thought you said he was, you know, he's a bad guy. And she's like, but maybe I'm wrong. And she like goes and chases after him. Wow. So yeah. It's, if you watch Homeland, I bet that is hilarious. Yeah. And I don't really watch I Mad even, Men. It's called like Sad Men or something. They go okay. through feelings. <laughs> and then Sons of Poetry, they do rhyming. It's this motorcycle okay. game that gang that rhymes. Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah, so it's great. Okay, yeah, I need to I need to get involved. I need to get involved in some in some sketches of Sesame Street. Yeah, um, and I don't even watch any of those shows, though I hear that they're all. Excellent. I don't either, but like you're just like, but you get it, and you I mean, know enough like about it. Yeah, where I'm just like Sons of Anarchy is not a kids show remotely. It, right, Homeland Special what? Victims Unit Special- is about. Hurting children almost always, yeah. and uh, yeah, wow. So yeah, um, yeah. Okay, so now other political. The other political thing that you were really into, you said you want to talk about Canada. Yeah. Did you want to talk about Toronto Madman, or did you uh, want to talk about Canada in general? I am well. Along the lines of, I'm obsessed with public radio, and I'm obsessed. Like somehow in college, I would listen to the CBC. Okay. Um. So. Uh, That's an exciting time. I've listened to some CBC. I've called into the BBC. What did you love about the CBC? I've called into the BBC The BBC? So in college... That BBC is is, is British. British. So in college, I had severe depression, and at one point, I became perfectly nocturnal. Like, obviously not going to class. Right. Um, But, like, I'd be up late at night, and this was before the start of the Iraq War. Okay. Uh, So I would call in. I had, like, a calling card, and I had, like, extra minutes on it. I would call in to their late-night show, and they had a U.S. general on. I was like, hey, um, before we go to war in Iraq... What's your end game? Because once Saddam is gone, you know, and they were just, they'd call me like, oh, it's Brandy from America. And they're just like... Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so they, the general and the guy from the BBC is like, yeah, what is your game plan? The, the general's like, I, I don't know. You heard it here first, yeah. people. Brandy Brown wanted to know the end game before we went into Baghdad in 2003. Yeah. She wanted to know. She knew that there was no plan. There was, I mean, and so the general's like, we don't... And like, he was fudging it. And then like, I was like, all right, we are so screwed. Yeah. And then I, you know, like, I hung up. So I started, I used to listen to that. 
that. And then I took two years off from college, and I went back and like. Did you go back? Yeah. Did you go back and finish? I went back. You know and what they finished. always say? They always say nobody ever finishes. And this, you, what you are, beacon of hope. I'm a beacon My sister of hope. took off two years and went back and finished. Yeah. So there you go. Yep. Where'd you go to college? Williams College in Massachusetts. Okay. Western Mass. Purple with uh, purple with and gold. Purple and gold. Okay. Yeah. I have a sweatshirt that belonged to a friend of mine who stole it from her boyfriend. So there you go. It's a really nice sweatshirt. I'll bring it for you. We it's have quality uh, sweatshirts. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. a nice one, and it's from the eighties. Ooh, so uh, it's vintage. Ooh, yes, I would like to. <laughs> yeah, see that. yeah, because she said she doesn't want it back, and uh, and you're like you're you're and probably And that's Vikings color, so you're like I want no part of that. Oh right, if I cared about football, <laughs> uh, I would care about that. Yes, uh, I'm unmoved about football. Um, I was just on the Acme's podcast today, and they they were like, so you you're from Wisconsin, you probably have a lot to care about the the Packers, and I was like. No. I only care about fantasy football. I don't care about the Vikings anymore. I'm just like, okay, they're still. Right. I I only know because I'm from Wisconsin that something happened to the quarterback and there's a new quarterback. That's all I know. And I'm like, well, I hope it all works out for everyone. (laughs) And, uh, and I, and so we left it at that. Yeah. And, uh, but I think that the guy, the guy who hosts the Acme pod, he really wanted to talk about football. So you should go talk about football. Well, I feel like that's how Minnesotans, that's the only, that's like our, like, small talk with anyone from Wisconsin, like, so, Packers, and then when you, you just, like, you, th- you messed up his game by being like, I don't care. Yeah, I might have. It was, we had to, we had to go into video games and, and comic books, and it was fine. But, um, so, what about Canada? Oh, so, like, when I went back to school, I decided to start listening to the CBC, because I like As It Happens, which airs in the United States, and somehow I just started listening to it a little bit. Is like, As It Happens that show where they go into rural Canada and they talk to people? Uh, they, that might be a different no, show. No, they, well, that's most of them, but like, <laughs> they just, because most of Canada It's the one where they have like maybe like three segments and it's like a news thing where they kind of interview people on different things all over the world. It's kind of, it's kind of hard to describe, but it's hosted by, it used to be hosted by like two women, now it's a man and a woman. Um, do you know those people's names? One of them is Carol Off. Her name is Carol Off? Or, yeah. O-F-F? I think it's Off or Off. I don't remember. Like, but Carol, I think it's Carol Off. Or Good something. for her. Good for her uh, for then, having a regular name. Yeah, and they're pretty... That they're, sounds like the name of, a of like, Nancy Drew's yeah. client. And then, like, <laughs> one of them, like, in Canada, it's a 90-minute show, but when it airs in the U.S., it's 60 minutes. We don't have the attention span. Yeah. We just can't stick it out. So I started listening to CBC, and then when I graduated from college, uh, my boss, who's Canadian... Like, we had clients in Canada, and I was like, I just somehow became obsessed with Canada. Like, I literally don't know how I just started listening to so much CBC. But I started following a lot of Canadian things on Twitter, and, uh... <laughs> and what year is this? Uh, this is... I graduated in 07, and this is, like, 07, 08. I, okay. You know, I just started really, reading... You're can- Canadian-centric right around yeah. uh, 2007, yeah. 2008. Okay. And let me preface this with, I know that Guy Branham talked about Canada... Oh, he talked about the history of politics. But, like, I don't know. I'm obsessed with just Canadian news. <laughs> right, right. You're, you're, you got random Canadian stuff. Yeah. Guy Branham, it was Either, all political you know, history. Yeah. And, no. Uh, yeah. No, um, although their Supreme Court is adorable. They wear. Do they have nine guys? Uh, no, they have like, they have a, an age limit. They have men and women. I think their chief justice is a woman. And they wear like red robes. It looks like a Christmas card. Like their Supreme Court. <laughs> Group picture. Are they dressed like as Mounties? Card. Is that what you're hearing? No. Is it? They look like the College of Cardinals, kind of. Like okay. Those kind of capes and stuff. And then they wear the wigs. Oh, because uh, they're British. Yeah. Right. Commonwealth. And they don't adorable. know that they separated from Great Britain, as Guy Branham explained uh, on episode whatever. Uh, please uh, Google Dork Forest uh, Guy Branham. 
and find out uh, that the Canadians uh, have not really recognized the fact that the British have separated from them uh, probably 50 years ago. Yeah, they, they talk about that. Like, they're just like, should we completely? And they're, who cares? And they're like, yeah, they're yeah. just like, no, we're still part of you. And Britain's like, are you? Yeah, they, right. we'll come by and visit. They're like, they stop by. They're still on the money. Yeah, they're still on the money. And the crown is still like, all, you know, they have the crown royal, whatever. Sure. Um, Last episode was with Canadian Rhiannon Archer. Oh. Uh, she does um, taxidermy with stuffed animals. Where in Canada is she from? Toronto. Okay, yeah. Well, not, so, not originally from, but. You know, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm upset. So I just listened to their news and uh, they have the most like adorable news where it'll be like, first of all, they have fewer guns. So everybody's getting stabbed or else they find creative ways to kill people, which is bizarre. And that's terrible that they're murdering people, but it's also, there's some really weird crimes that happen. Like there was someone because right, like, they don't have the convenience of yeah, guns. Somebody killed a baby with like a pool, like ball in a sock. And you're like, that's terrible. But like, that's, I mean, America would do that too, but like, like we, a billiard, like a cue yeah, ball. Yeah. A cue like ball, a cue ball a in a sock. Yeah. And there's like in Winnipeg, Beat someone? Did they beat a baby to I death? Think it was like a baby or something? Like I would, you're know, like that's terrible, and like there would be terrible murders, but a lot of knifings, uh, like where you're like there would be like mass knifings, right? And like in Montreal, uh, not Montreal, in Vancouver, I believe there was like a mass killing with a knife. Okay, and like that's always I have so many questions about those always. Like I'll give you two murders, but like the rest of the people could take them or run. Like, right, right, yeah, yeah. At what point is people still standing around? And waiting I think it was to get a situation stabbed. where someone's like they're trapped in. Like an apartment or something. That's what happened. Okay, so some guy, sh- it's a sort of, sort of bad day at, at home, and if he had a gun, he would have shot his family and then himself. I think it was like a party where he went in with a knife. But, like, it's crazy to me anytime there's a mass knifing, because that's, you know, you can just team up, like, right, fight right. or flight. Right. Well, you know what? People are very interested in the in the individual. Yeah. So, uh, so it's hard and then to... you have like in Canada, you have the, the Greyhound situation where the guy beheaded a passenger on the Greyhound. And no, that's terrible. No, I don't know that about that. That happened in, like... Like, a few years ago. Okay. But, like, those are the terrible things. But then they have some adorable, like, national news stories. Like, there was one where um, a box of puppies... I wonder why Canadians think that we're a little condescending. As you call them, their murders are adorable. They're and not, now the puppies are adorable. are adorable. Those are adorable. <laughs> those are terrible. But, like, they're... they're And this might just be the CBC. Honestly, the CBC will just... I'm gonna put this makes up. things. I'm not gonna blanket the Canadian people. The CBC makes won't. things lighter. The CBC is like if you took your local news and just made it national. Okay, like that kind of thing where you're like, today a raccoon was found in a garbage can. Like that's the CBC. Right. <laughs> um, so like they found a box of puppies in Halifax, and it was like the headline of like you know the the provincial news. And then they're like the whole point of the story was the pop the puppies were fine. They were just a little cold. End of story. <laughs> um, there was another one where my favorite recent one was a CBC podcast where they're like, and next up, Chris De La Torre talks about his encounter with an angry goose. All and right, a lot of animal-related was, tales. Yeah, he was biking and an angry goose. Uh, oh, goose are, goose are mean, actually. Yeah. Goose will attack. Yeah, and that was the end of the story. I have he no was scared. Doubt. Right, but he got away. He got that was the story. This That's the whole story. story on CBC. Anybody put the goose down? No. Eat him for dinner? No, but there was another incident where a guy was smoking on his porch in British Columbia, and a bear appeared, and he just slapped the bear, and the bear, like, turned around and left, because it was ashamed. I mean, you just got slapped. Right. Right. He was just like, all right. He slapped it in the face. Like, didn't punch it. He right. slapped it in the face, and then he just got smoked. Why I never, thwack. And the and, bear uh, probably had to go back, like, all embarrassed. Like, was oh, like, oh, man. man there's going to be 
people hitting me. I'm going to go. It's like that bears dignity. Just exactly. Gone. gone to hell in a handbasket. Yeah. So, I mean, I just, you know, I, I love the CBC. I love their show, uh, Q, which is like entertainment podcast type. What's a real show? Um, so it's kind of like fresh air. Okay. Kind of, but like they interview, more segments. Do they interview celebrities about yep, stuff? They interview and, celebrities. They interview you know, authors. They have a musical guest sometimes. Okay, it's um, like it's yeah. like all things considered. So okay, yeah, it's yeah. yeah, and so they'll have like they have a media panel. Sometimes they'll bring in different media, sources. radio, magazine kind of. Yeah, thing, kind yeah. Of, so yeah. I like that show. Um, I like uh, you know I I don't know I just became obsessed with Canada and so I have a friend uh, named Matthew Foster who I met through the French Festival who's from here. And he love he speaks like fifty languages, and he loves Montreal. And we're going to be doing a podcast soon called "That's Adorable Canada," where we just talk. <laughs> we really are going to just talk about Canada. And so he somehow secured the webs the uh, the domain that's adorable ca. All right, so, that's because Canadians don't know how adorable they. are. Yeah, and I was and I was like, well, how can we talk about serious things that aren't adorable? And we're just gonna have a segment called "That's Not Adorable Canada." Oh, very nice, yeah, very so nice. We'll talk about murders and that. Then, section. then, right, right. Yeah. Then, then you could talk about th- more serious things, and uh, and we know this isn't yeah. adorable. And I have a friend in Toronto who I terrify on Facebook because he's like, you literally know more about my town than I do. Why? Because you're listening to the local news. Yeah, I listen to the local news. <laughs> And I listen to, like, all sorts of CBC podcasts because, uh, spoiler of what I do with podcasts, I feel bad every time I tell a podcaster this, but I basically ruin your podcast by putting it through an audacity filter where it speeds it up and then it uh, takes out all the silence and then it lowers the pitch so that it doesn't have that chipmunk voice. And I basically just listen to podcasts in half the amount of time. So wow. I listen to a ton of podcasts. What is the effect that you are using on Audacity to do this? I use I just lower the pitch like fifty percent, maybe. And, and what I, does that do? It makes it so you don't have the chipmunk voice. Do so we all have a chipmunk voice? If you speed it up, double speed, which is what I do. Oh, I see. So I speed it up double speed almost, and then I take out all lo- the silence. Wait, and, and this is the order in which you do it? Uh, the order no. I do, I take out the silence first. Okay. It speeds it up about ninety eight percent. And then after that, it lowers the pitch and right. then it exports. And I do that. I just I run a chain, so I delete all the podcasts that are in iTunes, put dump them in this file, run the chain, and then mm-hmm. I re-import them in iTunes. Right, and it takes an hour, and it and it makes an hour long podcast into what? Half an hour. Half an hour, forty minutes. Less. Okay. Yeah. So somewhere between twenty and forty minutes. Yeah, and so and the CBC podcasts are a lot shorter, so I can listen to like twenty minute one, like ten minutes, nine. Minutes. Holy fuck. So I listen to a ton of podcasts every day. I am such a dork. Like I, my dorkdoms have dorkdoms inside them. Like it's you're you're like a Russian doll of dorkdoms. So um, so um wow okay. So, so I listen to a lot dork- of CBC stuff all over like their country. But have I- you listened to the Dork Forest like that? Yeah, excellent. Yeah. What, uh, do you have a one that you would recommend people? Uh, cause I, cause I know people who are like, I'm, I don't have enough time to listen to podcasts. That's an excellent way to listen to podcasts. Yeah. That's the only, I only, I don't do that with like mine. Cause I like to preserve like the ones I'm on for like, you know, yeah. file. but like, I also started lowering the right, pitch. Cause, cause then you, cause then you delete them. Right. I mean, you just listen to them and call it right. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I have like, you know, I keep the ones that I'm on. Um, also I like the sound of my own voice. Um, so <laughs> congratulations. Well played. Well played. Um, but I also use my own voice as a benchmark to like lowering the pitch and making sure because I think I was on one podcast where I finally just 
accidentally did that to it. And then I, you know, I could tell, okay, maybe I could go a little bit lower on lowering the pitch and to get yeah, yeah. So the, right, because then it isn't because it's speeded up, but everyone has a yeah, voice so that's understandable. Like, it will just sound like you talking faster. Oh wow! And when you lower the pitch, it slows it a little bit. But it's... could you do that to the Aisha Tyler uh, episode of the Dork Forest? Because we were talking so fast. I did that to that episode of the podcast. And uh... oh, and speaking of that episode, she told me to tell you hello because I met her. And I was like, I'm doing the Dork Forest, too. I met her at Wix. And she was like, tell Jackie hello. She's awesome. She's, She's awesome. Uh, yeah. yeah, I saw her at the LA Podcast Festival. Um, she always entertains. She's always very busy. And I never know what she's doing until I watch television one day. And I'm like, oh, is she on The View? She's on what The Talk. She's on The Talk, which is like The View. Yeah. But it's a but everyone has day. kids except for her. Um, right. And, and she, I call her, yeah, I call her the, I told her, I was like, I call you the black nerd whisperer. Because... Her she, podcast, like the Wayne Brady episode of her podcast was amazing. Right. And, uh, yeah, so um, I do that with everyone's podcast. I used to not be able to do it with the British ones, but now I can. I can okay. I've learned to, like, listen. Oh, to hear the accents, right? Yeah. Do you ever listen to The Bugle? Uh, I have, yeah. Which is the the John, no? Yeah, it's John Oliver. John Oliver, it, that's yeah. it, yeah. yeah. It's his, yeah, it's his podcast. And, uh, see, here's what I don't like to admit when I'm on podcasts, is that I never listen to podcasts. Yeah, a I lot only, of people don't. Most people who are on them don't. I When I listen to anything on audio, I listen to books on tape when I drive. And then I listen to, um, yeah, and then I just read when I'm not. I read a, I read way, way, way faster than books on, tapes go, on tape go. Right. So I used to I, check them out from the library and then do that with the CDs. But, like, with Audible, you can't. They have the, you know. <laughs> oh no, they're locked. They're you locked. can't so compress like, and wanna, lower. And... I'm like, oh, this is gonna take too long. I'll just read the book. Right. Um. So yeah, I only listen to podcasts, but I listen to a ton, like hundreds. I'm not kidding. On my iPod, I have hundreds. Well, name five that you like that uh, I don't know. Um, I love uh, Slate's Hang Up and Listen, uh, which is their sports podcast, and okay. they talk about like a lot of. In- they have a thing at the end of it where they talk about like weird, kind of. Things like they're sports related, but like somebody wrote an opera about LeBron James leaving. Oh, weird. You know, um, <laughs> okay, so they're crossover. Yeah, kind. they're really crossover, and I normally hate Slate stuff because like Slate is just uh, I don't even. Is don't, that the only podcast on Slate that you listen to? I listen to the Culture Gab Fest just because I like to like I'm not a cutter, so I like to torture myself by <laughs> listening to it. What is that? Uh, it's their pop culture podcast, but they will make. Like, so they're talking about the 22-year-old that is popular They were talking about show? Sarah Silverman last week. They were talking about like um, her interview in the Wall Street Journal or something like that. She did an interview that was pretty serious. Okay. And they were talking about that. And they were talking about, like, whenever they talk about anything related to comedy, you're just like, oh, my God. Like, really? <laughs> like, stop. And they just over... They're like the pretentious people who overanalyze stuff, and they're not fun. Oh. Um, but, like... I, I don't know. Sometimes I listen to that, but I always listen to Slate Hang Up and Listen. They're really smart. They're really fun. Okay. Um, I listen to Aisha Tyler's Girl on Guy. Uh, I listen to Every Day Metro Morning Toronto. Uh, that's CBC. <laughs> Especially now with the Rob Ford stuff. Right. Um, right. I, uh, the funniest tweet I saw. And damn it, I wish I could find his name who tweeted the damn thing because he's a comic. But he said, when did... Um, when did Toronto elect Baron Harkonnen as their as their mayor? Which is a Dune reference and is fucking hilarious. And I gotta find that and put it in the notes because uh, that's the greatest. He's 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 ins- like Rob Ford is amazing. It's because they don't have a recall mechanism there, so okay. they can't. They have nothing. And, and to the do. and the police can't arrest him because he hasn't gone in and turned himself in. He's just stated. Which well, I mean, they you have can... the evidence. Now they have the video that. 
Gawker was looking for. They have enough evidence. It's imminent that they might oh, arrest gonna... him. Well, we don't. That's the thing. They don't because they don't know what they're going to do. But like, unless he gets arrested or dies, there's nothing. He's not stepping down. He no, said no. he's running again. Right. 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 They're not going to. They, yeah. yeah. They, they. They. There's no city council that can eject him. Or, v, um, or, or, um, no, they, what is it? They don't have an impeachment? They don't have an impeachment process? They can't, but they have been stripping him of power, so now he's really mayor in name only, and it's kind of one of those things that, like, he's still there, and people still love him, because he's one of those people who'd be a good city councilor, like, because he gets stuff done, like, on the small scale, but in terms of, like, running a city, no. Um, well, he's high. Yeah, he's high, but, like, he's also, <laughs> he's just a buffoon. He's kind of a, he's a jerk. He's racist. He's homophobic. And, like, you know. Yeah. It sounds great. We should elect him president. Yeah. He's, uh, sounds he, like a charmer. I, we've already got Ted Cruz, so Canada right. can just, I will trade them they, Ted Cruz for Rob Ford, actually, honestly, at this point. <laughs> just because he's more personable? Um. I'd have a beer with him. He would have 15. Um, oh, yes, he would. Though he said he stopped drinking. For three weeks. He's, he hasn't been drinking for three weeks. Uh, and his trainer, he has like a trainer. His trainer has a hotmail address, as I learned today, and that's probably not a good sign. I don't know. If you have a hotmail address, you're a professional. <laughs> you're a professional trainer training the the fourth biggest city in North America. Just wow. shell out for that domain name. Just Is Toronto it. bigger than other cities in, in yeah. the United States? Yeah. What are the first three? Uh, well, New York, LA, Los Angeles, Chicago. Chicago's the third biggest city I think in it the might be in Chicago. Montre- I think the metro areas. And Toronto is bigger than Montreal? Oh, by far, yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, Toronto is definitely by far the biggest city. Uh, my knowledge of uh, Canada, much less than almost everyone's. Yeah. And certainly that of Canadians. Well, yeah, but I like know a lot about like local Canadian stuff. Like I knew more about their mayor situation than ours in Minneapolis at one point. I'm like, oh my gosh, it is ranked choice voting. Why? <laughs> so you don't know? You don't know? Uh, do you listen to any daily Minneapolis podcasts? Not really. Like I listen to local, but I, I mean, I'm I'm read a lot of news stuff. But okay, like, the, I don't, like online yeah. kind of just whatever's happening. But like NPR doesn't have a lot of news podcasts or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like you bit of a news junkie though? Oh a huge news news junkie. I don't I don't watch like CNN or MSNBC. That's because you're a news junkie. Great. Uh, I watch uh BBC World. Yeah, um, BBC World's great, right? And it's hilarious because it's kind of terrible too in a way, but it's like so much better than American. Well yeah it's it's got more information than American. But, but it's still sometimes they'll just do stuff where you're like the funniest thing they ever did is in Seattle uh, there was a guy who decided, there was like a superhero epidemic, kind of like people yeah, yeah. be superheroes. And one guy decided to claim he was a villain. Yep. Um, <laughs> and the BBC, without like giving much context, and I'm glad my mom saw this too, because it was so crazy and I couldn't find the video of it. Right. They interviewed the villain, like in the, the super villain. They're like, I'm on the phone, we have this super villain. And then they had a conversation, like, if you just came in the middle, you'd be like, what? Who are they interviewing? And he was just like, I'm a, he was in character. I'm a mad scientist. I don't think you understand. Yeah, and the, and the BBC was like, they're like, and what is your plan, villain? And there's, okay, like, what? so this was their human interest story? <laughs> yes. Wow. And, but the great thing is the reporters, they're all, know that they're just like, this is absurd. And so they hang up and they're just like, I can't believe we just did that. <laughs> like there's one BBC reporter, uh, I forgot her name, but she's, she's such a bitch to people sometimes. It's great. Like there's one guy who is like, Oh, I really like that. And she was like, you would. <laughs> and, and he's like, don't you? And she's like, that's stupid. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. I think her, la- her last name is like Chattapata or something. Okay. Um, but like she's, 
just, you know, I watch that. I'm a huge news junkie, so I'll listen to a lot of news-type things. Um, news podcasts. News where, podcasts. Where they go air. more into it uh, kind of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, local. And I also like to know, I don't travel a lot, even. I just like to know what's going on in other cities. That's, mm-hmm. I think that's another thing. I'm just fascinated about other places. Yeah. Um. So you're virtually traveling yeah. for the podcast world? I Yeah. I, I've only gone to Canada abroad, but, like, I've know a lot, I listen to a lot of stuff, and I haven't, like, I just saw the Pacific Ocean in 2009. Right. And I saw the Atlantic in 2008 where they like put, they like bundled me into a car like, we gotta go take her to the ocean. This yeah, is absurd. Yeah. Um, and so like I, you know, I listen to WNYC in New York. I listen to Brian Lair and, uh, Leonard Lopate. Um, but like on my favorite podcast, like I said, Girl on Guy, I listen to yours a lot. I listen to, um, Hang Up and Listen. Uh, what else do I always listen to? Um, yeah, the ones that people really like are um, like Make It Weird and Nerdist and I don't what the like fuck. a lot of comedy podcasts at this Cause, point because they're everywhere and I'm around comics. And I'm just like, I, yeah, like, and it's <laughs> and it's a lot of crossover. A lot of yeah. the same people are on all the same. And that's podcasts. why like I like Dork Forest and like it's stuff too. Well, Girl and Guy I really like because she'll like talk about stuff that like I like as a black woman in comedy. Um, that comes up a lot. You know, it's great when she interviews another people, and they're like, this shit you won't believe happened. Right. Um, and I like yours because it's interesting people, but they're talking about something not comedy. Right. Right. And it's often comics, but yeah. it's not, it's not always stand up. So. Yeah. And I like, um, I, I, another podcast I like is Backstory. Back, America, used to be called American Backstory. It's called Backstory. Okay. And it's these history people, like, they're professors at, I think, UVA. Okay. And they talk about, They'll pick a topic. They talk about time. Um, they talk about uh, oh, a history of like yeah, the postal service. Of, there's a bunch of smarty pant pos- podcasts. Yeah, out and now. those are it's really interesting. Like they talk about like they talked about um, the Mississippi River, right? And they had one episode where they talked about steamboats. Or on this, there used to be a book called like Lloyd's Steamboat Directory. Yeah. and it would just be a chronicle of all these steamboat accidents. So it would be like. <laughs> And the reason the steamboats would always blow up is because they would offer a lot of buffets and, like, all-you-can-eat stuff. But the thing is, with all-you-can-eat, like, you got to get them off the boat or they'll eat all they can eat. Yeah. So they would always, like, race down the river and uh, they'd, like, blow up because, like, they'd get overheated or they'd, like, run aground. And so – or else they'd have, like, drag races between the boats. And, like, at one point, five percent of the steamboats would just, like, blow up or sink. And wow. this book called, it's online called like Lloyd's Steamboat Directory would just like list the accident would be like Phoenix, like ran aground, Phoenix 2, like <laughs> And it's just like a chronicle of all these Stop accidents. naming your boats Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, in the hopes that they will rise from the ashes. Yeah, they don't. And, uh, and no. yeah, it, and they just talked about all sorts of stuff. They talked about, um, they had one on mental illness in America. They okay. talked about how like, um, schizophrenia, when it, the original diagnosis, they came up with it after like imprisoning like people, like civil rights people. And so like they talked about just like a lot of the cultural stuff where, you know, like they're like black people, they aren't crazy. Like, you know, just like so much stuff would happen to them. Yeah. So you have to be sure that when you're talking to someone that maybe That's they are schizophrenic, schizophrenic but maybe like, they are not. Yeah. Maybe they're not. And just a lot of like interesting, they're not at all political, but like a lot of good history. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. And yeah. just social. And yeah. I was talking to Baron Vaughn a couple of days ago. Nope, a couple of months ago. And um and he was just talking we were we were sharing uh the tale of how when we were children 
we weren't allowed to be mentally ill. Yeah. Uh, there was just, there was no money for it and there was no time for it. Yeah. So, uh, please get your shit together, yeah. uh, because, uh, you have to let yourself into the house yeah. and, uh, kill a couple of hours because I'll be home from work in a minute. Yeah. And, uh, we don't have, keep it together. And it was, it was very funny. And it's, it's so, it's so interesting that the, the, any sort of like, whether it's cultural or economic, where they're the taking something like that, like a like a psychological problem, or like a science test, or any yeah. sort of thing like that, and then applying it to all women or all black people yeah. or all whatever, that's fascinating. There's the only other podcast I listen to regularly is uh, the Tolkien Professor, but I've been on a lot of podcasts. Yeah, I was on, on I was on uh, the Star the Star Wars Minute, which was uh, they would take a minute of um, of Star Wars, they've, they've cut them into minutes and then we would, uh, analyze each minute. And so they do, uh, each guest does, and each day they talk about they it's every day, five days a week and you get to do five minutes of so Star are Wars. You, so are you analyzing it as though you've seen the whole movie or are you just analyzing this five minutes, like with no other context? No, no everyone's seen the movie a million times. You're just like, Oh, I've never seen this minute this yeah. much, this specific. And the minute that I did was when um was the the, the each of the minutes it was the the, the minutes when when Chewie is being walked down in handcuffs uh through through the Death Star. And so there's the handcuff scene. There's Han and Chewie and and Luke uh in the the next minute, the first minute is them just walking down the hallway. The next minute is them only in the, the, the room where they're like, Hey, we got a, a, a prisoner transfer. And then the next one is only Han Solo saying, no, everything's okay. No, everything's okay. And so it's the craziest ever. We did five of these and it's the craziest 15 minutes you've ever heard in your life. Cause you're yeah. like, what are we doing? Yeah. I love overanalyzing stuff like that. Like, yeah. as you know, you oh, yeah. Heathcliff, yep. um, <laughs> which I have a blog about and I didn't want to talk about it that much. Cause it's kind of hard to talk about a Wuthering Heights Heathcliff. Oh, um, there we go. No, no, Heathcliff the cat. <laughs> uh, uh, because the comic strip is so insane. Like I am not a huge fan of anti-comedy until I start reading Heathcliff comics because you're just like, it's so nonsensical that it becomes the funniest thing you've ever seen. Like, uh, the thing Give I, me one example, and then I have to tell you, and this is what always happens. We're at an hour. Yeah. Uh, the one example is... Uh, and I will have you back on just to talk about Heathcliff. <laughs> the one example is... Uh, that started the actual po- or the uh, blog I have called Heathcliff for Why. Um, <laughs> orangecatantics.wordpress.com. Okay. Uh, it's also linked antics. to on House of Procrastination. Okay, good. But basically, this was the Sunday one, so it was multiple panels. Sure. And, and in color. Yeah, and the grandma comes in, and she's like, Heathcliff, uh, like, how are you feeling? And then Heathcliff is like, the next one is him pondering something. And then it cuts to, Heathcliff has a cabinet with the heads of other famous cartoon cats. Like, it's like Felix, right. Garfield, the cat right. in the hat, uh, Hello wow. Kitty, like, oh, like, like Scratchy, okay. or like, Itchy yeah, Scratchy. Itchy Scratchy, yeah. yeah. Like, other cats. And then the next scene is... Heathcliff is wearing the Felix hat. The grandma's like, he's feeling Felix. And, um, that's the whole yes. comic strip. Yes. And so there's just like, stuff. I don't know that I've ever appreciated much like Sesame yeah. Street. Yeah. But there's just what, but usually it's just one panel. Like there's one where Heathcliff is flying a flag and it just says cake on it. And the grandma's like, he really likes cake. Like they just explain the bizarre stuff the cat does. 
Yeah, there's one. That's it. He walks into a meat store. He walks into a butcher shop, or it's like a deli, I think, and it just says uh, the thing. Like the butcher says to his coworker, he's like, "A meat storm is coming." (laughs) That's it. (laughs) It's the greatest comic ever. Your enjoyment is the greatest thing ever. It's so. I got other people like Pat Sussmold, who's a comic, uh, is obsessed with it now. Uh, like people on Facebook now, like James Ward's another comic. They know that you know. I post the comic, and then everybody analyzes it. We're like, "What is this?" And right. There was what? Yeah, there was one that it literally took four comics to figure out what was going on, and it was where like, the where the anti comedy was coming from. We didn't even get it. Like we're just like, "Wait, what?" Like, yeah. Is that a joke or like? Okay, yeah. so uh, procrastinate. Org. House of Procrastination. Dot org. Yes. And then uh, and the name of your podcast again is Bill and Brandy. Brandy and Bill. Brandy and Bill talk about black exploitation, and the website for that is blacksploitationpodcast.com. Pretty easy. Black, pretty easy. And I will link it on the on, on the uh, on the notes. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Rangers of the Dork Forest, you've chosen wisely again. Take care of each other out there. Bye. Well that show was awesome. Let's do the credits. Patrick Brady, he fixes the audio every week. He also does the teaser videos on YouTube. So Patrick Brady is an awesome guy, and I thank him for his work. Mike Rickberg sang the song you heard at the beginning, composed and sang it with his girlfriend, Sarah. He's going to sing in about a heartbeat for uh, the Mexican hat dance. And Vilmos fixes my website, JackieCation.com. So support him and his work. Thanks a lot, you guys. Take care out there. Bye. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat, my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. We, why don't we just call that as the end of the show?